0: How do you do? Christmas is usually thought of as a time of great joy in family gatherings, but it can be easy to forget it's not always a happy time for everyone. Today we'll take you to a Christmas gone by to hear the true story of a forgotten man, a lonely soul, whose Christmas wasn't so merry and bright until he came upon a very unexpected kind of gift. And that's when his heart and mind and life we're unshackled.
1: Officer, over here. You the clerk who called in? Yes, sir. We uh, went to check the room, and I'm still shaking. Any idea what happened? Not sure, but uh, I'm betting it's a suicide right in, right in here. See. Nothing's broken, but lots of pills scattered on the floor.
2: Yeah, looks like you may be right.
1: Poor old Joe. He's been here at the boarding house before. Did you know him? Uh, not really.
2: Anybody I could talk to that did?
1: Mm, maybe. There's a, a guy i seen hanging around sometimes. That
2: guy got a name?
1: Uh, Frank. F- Frank Holm. I-, I think he talks funny. I think he's some kind of foreigner.
2: I'll find him. And I'll call a squad to pick up old Joe here
1: what a way to celebrate your last Christmas.
0: <laughs> the holidays. Makes you wonder why we look forward to them, right? Introducing a friend that sticks closer than a brother, this is Unshackled. True life stories of real people dramatized and produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Most people are too busy to notice the homeless, scrounging for food, or dozing in doorways after a sleepless night in the open. But Pacific Garden Mission has been taking notice of them since 1877, ever reaching out to extend a helping hand. Mission pastors and counselors share the good news with everyone who enters, inviting them to come and see for themselves the one who offers the way to a better life. Now for broadcast around the earth. Here is episode number 3649 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. Christmas in a big city doesn't always mean bright lights and joy. In the 1920s on Chicago's Skid Row, the holiday was a lonely one for Frank Holm. He thought his chances for a good life were over. But would the Christmas season offer him a new way out before it was too late? We'll hear his classic true story right now on Unshackled.
3: It's been said if a man is going to look up, it's necessary for him first to go down into a low place. That's how it was with me many years ago. I was 19 when I left what is now Czechoslovakia. Failure and disappointment would follow me for 20 years, finally bringing me to that sad Christmas Eve on Skidrow when old Joe killed himself. I remember telling that policeman that Joe was just a forgotten man. That was when I realized I was, too. Years before, my mother warned me about this, and I made a promise to her back then I'll never forget.
4: Here it comes. Oh, don't forget to write. And
3: eat, you must eat. I'll be fine, Mama. You can't eat if you don't get a job. It's America. Jobs are plentiful there. Don't be so sure of that, son. America is crowded with job seekers. I'm not worried. I'm a hard worker. But they will speak English better than you. I'll learn. Besides, a mechanic as good as I am can make a fortune there. A fortune? Money is not what is most important, Franz Holm. It's Frank now, Mama. Remember? (laughs) Franz, Frank... I love you, my son, and I'll pray for you. Then what can go wrong? God will keep you, even in America, but you must always look to him. Yeah, yeah, time for me to go. All aboard. Promise me, promise me, son, you will never go where you cannot take the Lord Jesus with you. Yeah. Goodbye, Mama. <laughs> promise me, Franz. Yeah, 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 Mama, I promise. I promise. When I got to Chicago, I found there would be many places where I couldn't keep that promise. I did my best for a while, but the excitement of finding work in a brand new country began to change my thinking. Besides that, I didn't choose the best of companions. Though I had distant cousins in Chicago, my friends were mostly the Americans I worked with. I thought they would help me learn English, but instead they began to teach the new kid things I didn't expect.
5: Hey Frank, relax, will ya? Uh, relax? Why? You met your quota today. Ease off!
3: Meeting quota is good thing, no?
5: What is this easy off? Ease off means slow down. Don't work so hard. But Hank, it makes more money when working hard. For them, yeah. But what's a young fellow like you gonna spend your earnings on?
3: Not spending. Saving for better living
5: space. Oh, that right. So you got some extra bucks, huh? Bucks? You know, loot,
3: cash. Oh, oh, oh. cash, yeah. Yeah, enough bucks for rent.
5: So uh, maybe you got enough to buy a friend a drink after work?
3: Drink? uh, Like at American Cafe?
5: I got another place in mind. Place where friends can go to unwind, you know.
3: Um, Oh, I don't know. Come
5: on. I'm your friend, ain't I? Uh, Yeah,
3: yeah, sure, Hank, sure, we're friends. Uh, Okay, I go. My introduction to the less responsible side of life began that day in a back alley saloon where I knew I couldn't keep my promise to mama. And once Hank saw that I had cash that he could use, he became my best friend, giving me advice that sounded good at the time, but only got me further into a new kind
5: of trouble. Hey, so you see what I've been telling you, Frank? You need to have more fun. I have fun? You keep your nose at a grindstone too much. Uh, what is, what is this, uh, a grindstone? It means you work
3: too hard. Oh,
5: oh yeah, yeah, I save to live better. Oh, you could spend that cash on fun, you know.
3: What kind of fun... Uh...
5: Travel, you know, see the country you move to. Is that possible? Hey, it's America. Hop a train, be a tramp for a while. Oh, but what about work? You can find a job any place. Now, me, I'm not as good a mechanic as you. I don't make as much. In fact, I'm broke. So, uh, you know, maybe you can float me alone? Uh, what, what is this float alone? You know, so we can get another drink. Ah, so... You buy another round or not? Uh, Oh, sure, sure, Hank. Why not? I buy again.
3: I decided he was right. I was working too hard. So I eased off to do more drinking with Hank. But as my money began to dwindle, I quit my job to ride the rails, living like a drifter with no responsibilities but also no money. I was sure I could always find a job somewhere else, but jobs weren't as easy to find as I thought, and I ended up back on the streets of Chicago using my last few bucks to rent a dirty little room on Skid Row. Since it was just before Thanksgiving and I had no money left, I reached out to my cousins for help.
4: Frank Holm, come in.
3: Clara. It's
4: wonderful to see you again. How long has it been? Oh,
3: not since you and Johan left the old country.
4: Oh, yeah, just a few years before you? Yeah,
3: thank you for inviting me.
4: Of course, of course, come sit down. Johan is working, but he'll be here soon. Uh,
3: Working on Thanksgiving?
4: Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, uh, keeps his nose to the grindstone, I guess, huh?
4: Well... (laughs) He does pick up extra shifts whenever he can for extra money, you know. Yeah,
3: sure, sure. But it helps with your rent. This
4: place is so nice. Oh, oh, no, we don't rent. Johanna and I bought this little house. Really? You mean you own all this? Oh, we do. Oh, our own little piece of the American dream. Ah, uh, right. Um,. Listen, Clara, I um, just remembered
3: something I have to do.
4: Uh, Oh, all right. Aren't you staying for dinner?
3: Uh, No, no, I can't. I'm sorry, but thanks anyway. And give Johan my best wishes.
4: Oh, he'd be so sorry to miss you. Yeah.
3: Well, um, happy holidays. I know, unreasonable... But seeing how hard my cousins had worked to own a piece of the American dream turned me green with envy and depressed. I'd been in this country for 10 years and all I had to show for it was a filthy little rented room and the clothes on my back. Hank's advice had taken me in the wrong direction and I was disgusted with myself. What would Mama say about me now, living like a tramp, drinking and begging meals from cousins? My life was a disgrace, so I decided to call it quits. I'd hit the streets and drink my life away like my friend, old Joe. My landlady was not on board with that decision. No refunds. But I have a right to get my money back. Read the sign. But I need that money. Why, you gonna stay at the Ritz, maybe? No, just give me that money and I'm out of here. Oh, oh, I see. Going to Skid Row to drink your life away. Maybe. What's it to you? I hate to see anybody waste their life. Yeah? Well, mine's pretty much over anyway feeling sorry for yourself, huh? I don't care anymore. I'm sure your family does. You got family? Yes. And what would they say? My mother would be appalled. I bet she would. I made her a promise once. I couldn't keep it. You better think long and hard about that when you're out on the streets. I don't plan on being there long. This will be the end of the line for me, one way
0: or another. We'll hear what happens to Frank in just a moment. But first, I have here with me Pacific Garden Mission President Phil Kwiatkowski. Tim, we believe gift-giving shows God's love,
5: especially at this season. That's why everyone at Pacific Garden Mission is given a gift for Christmas. Is there a way our listeners can join in the giving, Phil? Yes. While they're Christmas shopping, they can include something extra as a small gift for our guests. And how will they know what to choose? Our guests are all ages and sizes, so they can choose almost anything—gloves, sweaters, or caps for adults, and games or books for kids.
0: And any gift shows someone they aren't forgotten. Exactly. What a great way to demonstrate the love of Christ. And we'll even gift wrap it, too. So where can
5: our listeners send their gifts? They can mail them or drop them off at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Thank you for blessing someone this Christmas.
3: So that's how I ended up on Christmas Eve in the slums of Chicago, staying in a filthy boarding house for men who no longer had any hope or self-respect. My plan was to drink until I couldn't feel anything anymore. Just like old Joe, I would drink until my life drained away, alone and forgotten. That was when I heard the Christmas music out on the street, and it reminded me so much of home. I couldn't stand the loneliness anymore. Hey, who are those people? Missioners. Um, what's a missioner?
2: Christians, I guess. From that building down the block. They do programs.
3: Programs? Like church?
2: Yeah, sort of. Went there a few times just to get out of the cold. They were nice to me. Norsky's the name.
3: Ah, um, Frank. Uh, are you at the boarding house too?
2: Yep. Down on my luck this Christmas.
3: Uh, me too. And tonight, my luck may finally run out.
1: Gather round, everyone. That there's Todd. He runs the mission. Mm. Friends, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, you're invited to a special program.
4: Oh, please join us for Christmas Eve at the mission. Everyone's welcome. Uh, excuse me, will there be more singing? Oh, yes. Please come and bring your friend. Oh, uh, are right.
3: Hey, Norski, are you up for this?
2: Better than drinking alone. You?
3: I had other plans, but that can wait, I guess.
2: Drinking can always wait.
3: Yeah, sure. Sure, um, see you there? I walked through the cold to the mission that Christmas evening, wondering if Norski would really show up but to my surprise he was waiting by the door. The place was packed with people. It was so nice to be inside a building that was clean and warm that I didn't mind the crowd. Listening to that old carol, silent night, I realized there was no heavenly peace left for me. My thoughts turned home and I regretted that I'd wasted so much of my life. If only I could start over But I knew that couldn't happen. It was too late for me.
1: Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our Christmas Eve music. Now, before you leave, Dorothy has a reminder for you.
4: A very special reminder. You're all invited to celebrate Christmas Day right here with us at the mission tomorrow.
1: Hey, Frank. Want
2: to come?
4: I don't know. Come early to enjoy a delicious hot breakfast.
1: Our
2: treat. (laughs) Food. I'm in. Okay. Me too.
4: After breakfast, Todd will tell you the story of a very special Christmas gift.
1: And if you're feeling lonely or discouraged, finding this gift will make your Christmas different from the rest. You can have a brand new start.
3: That caught my attention. Did he really say it was possible to start your life over again? I trudged back through the dirty streets that night wondering about that. Norski was going back for the free food, and I had to admit that sounded good, but all I could think about was the gift Todd talked about. I decided to postpone my plan to follow on old Joe's footsteps so I could listen to this story on Christmas morning. Could it be that it wasn't too late for me after all?
2: Finally. (laughs) I thought you chickened out. Almost did. Grab some food there. Let's find a seat near the
1: door. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone, everyone and welcome. welcome. I'm sure some of you are wondering about the very special Christmas gift I spoke of last night. Dorothy, would you read the text from the Bible? It describes the gift given to us on Christmas Day. Hey, Frank, you ever read the Bible?
3: Mm, my mother did sometimes, but not me, though. The
4: government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of
1: Peace. That child was named Jesus, God's only son and his gift to us. Because of Jesus, you can have a new hope and a new life. You see, the Bible says we've all sinned, that includes me. All of us in this room have tried to live life our own way and made a mess of it. But because of Jesus, we're offered freedom from sin and a chance to start over. No matter who you are or what you've done, God offers you His free gift. Dorothy?
4: As Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You can have a peaceful heart and a brand new life this Christmas.
1: Won't you believe in him today?
3: I looked around as Todd finished speaking and realized no one had moved. Norsky was still sitting beside me, but he seemed to be sniffling and wiping his eyes. And I wondered if he was as sorry for his life as I was for mine. I was going to ask him if he was ready to leave when I saw Dorothy coming down the aisle toward us. I thought maybe the program was ending and she was opening the doors until she stopped right beside me.
4: Friend, are you a Christian?
3: Uh, uh, me? Oh, uh, yeah, oh sure, sure.
4: We're inviting Christians to kneel and pray for others who haven't made that decision yet. Uh, kneel? Yes, please. Uh, now? Yes, won't you please pray with us?
3: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But when I knelt down, I knew the truth. For the first time in my whole messed up life, I faced myself and saw what I really was, a lonely, forgotten sinner who needed Jesus. So there, on my knees that Christmas morning, I confessed my sins, asked forgiveness, and received Jesus as my Savior and Lord. In tears, I thanked God for a new start and I remembered the promise I made to my mother. I knew I would never go anywhere without Jesus again. Wiping my eyes, I looked up to see Norsky kneeling too and crying like his heart would break. <laughs> hey, Norsky, is there anything I... Uh, uh,
2: can I help? Nothing can help me. It's too late for me.
3: But you heard him say, no matter who you are or what you've done... I did it. I believed and asked Jesus for forgiveness, and I know He heard me. I don't.
2: You really think so?
3: Just ask Him to save you and give you a new start.
2: You don't know what I've done. It
3: doesn't matter. He said we all qualify for the free gift. I believe it, Noski. I believe in Jesus. You can too. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. We walked out of that mission on Christmas morning with a gift we never expected. Forgiveness and a fresh start. Nothing had ever felt so good. I also made a new plan that day to find an honest job and work hard for a change. I found hope again. I would let God lead me instead of drinking and running from life. Noski and I talked it over as we read the Bible the missioners gave us. We were still living on Skid Row, but we knew that this time God was watching out for us as we roamed the streets searching for a job.
2: Hey, Frank, you find anything yet?
3: No, I tried that factory over there.
2: I heard you can't get in there unless you're experienced.
3: I used to be a good mechanic. Of course, that was before.
2: Hey, we agreed God's going to lead us, right? Yeah, we did. So we just got to trust him. Okay,
3: Um, maybe we should start by praying about it, huh?
2: Right here? Uh, On the street? Why not? Fine. You go first.
3: Okay. Sure. So, here goes. Our Father, who art in heaven... uh, Oh, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I can't remember another word of it. It's just... uh, Norski and me were asking for your help... And we promise to trust you till we find it. That's the best prayer I can do today.
2: Well, that's pretty good so far.
3: So, God, I shall sure hope you hear us. Oh, and we thank you for Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we trusted God, Norsky and me, and sure enough, we both found jobs at that factory where others had been turned away. It was our own small miracle to grow our faith as we read the Bible and trusted God to provide. It also made me want to share Christ with others. I knew so many people on Skid Row who needed Jesus, but I was afraid, afraid the old gang, the ones who knew the old Frank, would just make fun of me. And then one day, while I was helping the mission hand out Bibles after work, God taught me an unexpected lesson in faith by placing someone in my path who knew the old me very well. Friends, if you're tired of your life and want to find peace, there's an answer for you. It's found in this Bible. The Bible has-
5: Hey! Frank! Frank Hall? You remember me? Oh, Hank,
3: sure. Good to see you. What's all this? Oh, wow.
5: You got religion
3: now? Not just to religion, Hank. I believe in Jesus as my savior.
5: Ah, get out of here. You gotta be kidding me. No, no. It's true. My life has changed, Hank. Go on. You're telling me you don't hang in bars no more? I found something better. And well, I gotta tell you,
3: you can too. As I talked to Hank, I prayed for the courage I'd need to humble myself before him. I knew I had to accept his ridicule and criticism with kindness to show him that I'd really changed. Well, he was the same old Hank though, cause when he left, he asked me for a loan. I didn't have any cash, but I gave him my Bible instead and told him how much God cared about him. He didn't seem convinced, but I kept praying that he would open his heart to God. I didn't see Hank again that year until Christmas That was when I discovered God hadn't finished teaching me lessons yet. And he used my old, hard-drinking buddy Hank again to do it.
5: Hey, home! how you been? How how you been, Hank? Pretty good. Well, maybe not so good. Uh, Actually, uh, you wouldn't happen to have some extra cash on you, would you? I don't have much. Not even for an old friend at Christmas? Uh, All
3: right. Yeah, sure. Oh, I only got a dollar left for my rent, but if you need it...
5: Well, that's all I wanted to know. But
3: Here, take this. Oh, Ten
5: bucks? You need it, don't you? I've been praying about my rent, but... Then that's for you. Now, can I tell you something? Yeah, sure, Hank. I didn't expect to see another Christmas. What do you mean? Well, that day when you gave me your Bible, I was ready to pack it in. I thought taking my life was my only choice to find peace. I'm sorry, Hank. I I, I didn't know that. But there you were, a changed man, telling me that God could change my life, too. And for the first time, I started to believe that. Really? You mean you trusted in Christ, Hank? Best day of my life! I started depending on God instead of drinking. So, see? I owe you one, my friend.
3: No, no. Not me, Hank. Jesus. It was Jesus who rescued us. No matter the situation that causes a life to be wasted, Hank, Noski and I were living proof that with God, there are no hopeless cases. Now, through the years, I actually look forward to the holidays, and I often find myself back at the mission, eager to hear the Christmas story again and eager to share Jesus with those who need his peace the most.
4: Welcome, everyone. We have a special guest with us tonight, someone who not so long ago spent Christmas Eve with us, feeling lost and alone.
1: Frank Holm, step up here and tell us how
3: God worked in your life that night. Thanks, Todd. I just want to say if your heart is broken this Christmas, Jesus can change all of that tonight. I know, because my heart has been shattered, too. I was a forgotten man, lonely, with no hope for the future, until I found the greatest Christmas gift of my life. And you can, too. That gift is Jesus!
0: Listening Friend Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The greatest gift ever given at Christmas was the gift of God's only Son, Jesus. Frank Holmes spent the rest of his days telling others that faith in Jesus can change a life. Have you found that faith, friend? And if you have never put your faith in Christ, why not do so now? It will be the best Christmas of your life. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in this crucial decision, We encourage you to get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Or you can call 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-633-3446. The telephone number in Chicago is 312-492-9410. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Visit our website to learn more about this ministry, unshackled.org. This is program number 3649. Heard in the true story of Frank Holm Christmas Classic were David Mink, Peggy Roeder, Oksana Fedunishan, Jeff Lupiton, Michael Wallner, and Dave Kappas. Original music and audio engineer, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Karen Knight. And I'm Timothy Gregory. Unshackled is produced by Pacific Garden Mission to show through true stories that if your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing. Please write today. Your letter means a great deal to us. The address, Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. So, until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory reminding you that the doors to Pacific Garden Mission are open night and day. Thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas, and may God bless you.